0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Mid-Level Show. I am your host, Ben Rogers. I am with Kara in Knoxville, Fran in Johnson City, and we will be joined soon by Andy, who is uh, is in the Kingsport office today, but is also in the Johnson City office. Uh, for those who don't know, the Mid-Level Show is where we get the people that are inside of our offices seeing patients, and we go over their perspectives on this week's dictations episode, uh, as well as this week's doctor's note article uh, written by Dr. Rogers and uh, spoken by Dr. Rogers. And, and and this week was a really interesting one, guys. Uh, it was it was on the title of it was when should you go to the hospital, and uh, it seems like a uh, kind of a, an intimidating. Title, uh, but I felt like it was super useful. And and, and Kara, I just want to start with you because, you know, I know you have experience in the hospital. Um, what was your What was your initial impression on this, and what did you think? You know, Doctor Rogers was trying or attempting to say here.
1: I thought he made a very good point when he said um, that the goal is if you think you had COVID nineteen, not to go to the hospital because of risk of exposure to so many other people that are in the waiting room and how difficult it is and a busy waiting room to social distance. And um, so I thought that was a very good point that he made. Um, You see commercials on TV, I'm wearing a mask not to expose you and really thinking about other people. So he made a very good point um, not to go, but he also uh, made a point of when it was important to go. Like if you were having shortness of breath um, and it was a life threatening emergency. So he was able to put it in perspective.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And, 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 Fran, you can kind of piggyback on that. I, you know, I, I, felt like, uh, you know, a lot of what he was saying is that it's a, it's a, um, a, a, a little, it's a game you have to kind of measure out. And, and he's been talking a lot of patients, uh, through that as well as I know you guys have, uh, what was your, what was your impression? What did you take from, from the note this week?
2: Um, Well, that one of the reasons, I I guess the main thing I took was one of the main reasons you don't want to end up in the hospital is you lose your whole support staff. You know, you can't bring people in. You can only have one person with you. And when you are in the hospital, you really need that. You need a voice with you. Um, And with COVID, everything with that has changed. So if you can be cared for through telemedicine and stay at home, then you can have your loved ones and your support there to help take care of you. But certainly that doesn't mean, like you said, definitely you want to go. If you're short of breath, you can't breathe, that's an emergency. But if you're just having some symptoms, you're better off making a phone call, finding out and having your support able to stay with you.
0: That's so interesting you say that, Fran. Uh, you know the big thing that that stood out to me was he said that he, it was a line in the note this week. Um, the biggest tragedy of of COVID nineteen is that people are dying alone in the hospital. And you know it, to me like that really that was that was kind of at the meat of it. And you know part of me's thinking that he's trying to protect people from situations like that. But uh, but I also know he's talking you know a little bit about you know the The care that's happening in the hospital with, without having that patient advocate uh, as well. And I'm going to let uh, Andy in here for all those who are listening on the podcast. We are uh, letting letting Andy into our, into our chat into uh, to this episode of the mid level show. Um, Andy, can you hear us? Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, and Andy, why don't you just you, jump on in here? I'll fill you in. We're, we're, we're talking about this week's note and the note was titled, um, When Should You Go to the Hospital? And, you know, Karen and Fran both talked uh, about how, why the goal should be to stay out. And why don't you just give us your initial impressions on this note and kind of the timeliness of it, not only from a COVID perspective, but just in general. What's your, what's your thoughts on that?
3: Um, well, too, before we jump in, I just want to make sure, am I right side up or am I sideways? You're, you're
0: sideways. sideways.
3: You are so sideways. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So, yeah, I was like, well, first off, we should go to the hospital to fix things like this. How's there the- you go. <laughs> so, A, go to the hospital if you feel sideways like I do. Um, and if you're, um, uh, yeah, we're right side up. It's totally fine. And Ben, those glasses,
0: on point, love them i've been you know i'm in kingsport today we had a we had an office meeting this morning and i was just i was excited just to debut these uh to the staff in kingsport and you know carrie you'll see them tomorrow i have you, you've seen them in person haven't you i have and i've got my approval from you so i i feel i feel great about it uh fran well, also you, you're you, on the conference
3: i, I Oh, well, I feel like too, Ben, that you you look like you're either about to read a book or do a procedure. I'm not really sure. So I I, I think it's awesome. Fun. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of you. So you could do both of those at the same time. Uh, Just read okay, the book
1: before you do the procedure.
0: Yeah. Yes, you read the book
3: and you did the procedure, Ben.
0: <laughs> that is
3: spot on. I
0: feel, uh, I feel like it's, it's not, part of being the the host here. I gotta I gotta look the part. You know, you I do
3: man. You do look like the part and and uh, just an update from last week's ben has brushed his teeth this week so that's good yep. ben is looking at that dental health i think that's great it's not just uh, it's, okay. not, it's not just cosmetic that i mean if we want to go it's back not, to last
0: week it, the the, the the dental stuff is not just cosmetic it's preventative uh very important message so you guys need to check out that op- episode
3: <laughs> okay so in, in in reference i actually really liked the note today too because Growing up with dad, he has a kind of a low threshold for going to the hospital. And when he tells you to go, you should go. So I uh my experience, I this it's unrelated to COVID, but when I lived in California, um, I was catering and I thought I'd pull the muscle the next the next morning. I just had this stomach pain, but I'd done a lot of lifting. We had rearranged a one bedroom apartment for like a 60 person wedding. So I thought it just lifted a ton. The pain I took. Um, I do not even know what it took I was like I'll just take it easy it started localizing and going to the right lower quadrant and I was full-blown in appendicitis and it had ruptured but I wasn't going to the hospital I had a low threshold and dad I called him whenever he was talking to me he's like you need to go to the hospital now so so too I feel like uh emergencies like that with Right lower quadrant pain probably go to the probably go to the hospital. It can be Although we've talked about appendicitis before, mine had ruptured. I was a high risk case being a type one diabetic, but two, Fran's son has gotten treated with antibiotics with appendicitis before, and we can avoid a hospital experience. No, no, um, no.
2: He was treated at the hospital. Was
3: he really? He went to the. Oh, hospital? Oh yeah, he
2: still needed to be in the emergency room. And have everything looked at because it is an emergency, but they were able to send him home during COVID on antibiotics and he's done fine. Super cool.
0: That's
3: my, that was my take of like abnormal stuff where you should seek help right there. Chest pain with radiation down your left arm, shortness of breath with covid the, the big thing is if you cannot breathe and you feel like you've had contact and exposure, go to the hospital. I the, You may need something that we're not able to do over the phone, emergency situations. But two, Kara, uh, did you, you worked in the emergency room. Do you feel like, do you feel like too that we overextend? I, my, with my rotations in the emergency room, we had both ends of the spectrum where A stroke victim needed to be there immediately and someone who just had like not even like like they didn't need to be there for Mm it
1: yeah you read my mind and sometimes er's are able to branch off and do fast tracks where some of the non-emergent emergency room patients can um um be kind of resourced out and then save the other rooms for the more emergent patients but um it's also important to triage every patient, take every case, case by case, so that nobody gets uh, looked over, especially when they're having COVID-19 symptoms. And I think places you go into, they're asking questions. And um, even with a questionnaire, there can be some that um, do fall through the cracks um, and uh, end up testing positive for COVID. So it's more nasal symptoms or, you know, it's not classic. that's on these questionnaires, but I think it's important just a case by case uh, scenario and um, don't assume anything when you're taking care of patients, take a thorough history. I,
0: I wonder if, if, can we teach people how to, you know, cases where that need to be outpatient, you know, because, you know, the other thing is you know, like Kara said, you know, when you're in the ER as a, as a provider or as a, as a nurse, like you got to take everything that comes in seriously. Um, I I wonder if we can teach uh, patients. And I think that's kind of what he was getting at this week was, you know, if you can be an outpatient or do things on an outpatient basis, do it. Um, Is that something that, that patients can be taught? You know, what what are y'all, y'all's thoughts on that? I think so. I think they can be taught that. You know, I, I, what, what do you think, Fran?
2: I I do. I think there are some people who think the emergency room is their doctor, right? And that doesn't make any logical sense. That is not what it is there for. So you should have a primary care physician and be seen before things get emergent. And I th- I think that's one of the problems. I think some people just don't have any kind of. Medical care, and then when something comes up, it's like, oh, we'll just go to the emergency room. Um, but that is not the answer. That is not where you want to go for most problems.
0: Well, what do we do about the 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 access problem with primary care? Um, because I think I, I think that's something, and, and maybe that's where you know we see you know urgent care centers pop up all over the place, um, and I think that's the the hole they're trying to fill. Um, but I, you know, Dr. Rogers mentioned this in, in the podcast about, you know, part of the problem is, is it so hard to get in to see your primary care physician? Uh, Andy, what, what do you think about that? Is, is there something, I know there's probably not an easy solution to that, but do you think that's a huge cause of the problem?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, primary care is inundated with people right now and it's hard for them to, do something acutely, and two, I, but I feel like a lot of medicine's gonna change with telemedicine, a lot of the things we can treat over the phone. UTIs, I mean, they are treated pretty quickly and pretty effectively over the phone. F- females, females are those are the ones that are getting UTIs. If a male has a UTI, it's it, it's a rare case and probably something that really needs to be looked at. But you know when you're having one and not having one. Uh, a urinalysis helps see if there's um, an infection going on. But I feel like um, access, I feel like access is huge. Urgent cares are helpful in that they're able to triage the things. Uh, that you can't get into primary care very quickly. Um, But I think, too, kind of knowing and trusting your body. Your body is amazing in the way that it can heal itself. So I think we need to be better advocates, uh, too, on one end of uh, really trusting what your body is telling you. I think you can start to learn, hey, this cold is going to go away in a couple of days. I need to up my modifiable risk factors, which is uh, rest, which is good sleep, uh, increasing your vitamins, and also, too, uh taking note that uh, obesity is... Uh, there's things that we can take of on the preventative end that will help out and help mitigate the smaller things that you really want to go... like You feel like you need to go to the emergency room for, but don't really need to. The, I think that's where the patient education is. And trust really trusting your body. COVID's the same way, too. A lot of people, I've had two buddies that have had COVID. I haven't been in contact with them. Okay. I promise. But they've had COVID and have been completely fine. And they didn't have treatment. They rested and they drank plenty of fluids and were on vitamins. Other people need the treatment right away. Uh, that's kind of the um, newer off label stuff, the hydroxychloroquine the, uh, budesonide and they do well too. So it's kind of this weird in between of when do I need to go? When do I not need to go trusting your body and saying, if I can't breathe, you need to go to the emergency room. You don't need to go to your primary care for that. You need to go straight there.
0: Yeah. I I love what, what you said about the telemedicine aspect of this and, and, and kind of where we're heading from a, you know, healthcare system standpoint. And I think that was one of the, you know, points that he was trying to make is, you know, not only, you know, should we aim to do things on an outpatient basis, but also, you know, all the things that we can do through telemedicine, and you know the technologies that are available. You know, Fran mentioned before we we hopped on here how how she had a couple telemedicine consults today. I know Kara's done quite a few, and uh, you know and I know Dr. Rogers is, is doing quite a quite a few COVIDs um, over telemedicine, of course, and and that to me is just fascinating because that automatically it increases the accessibility component um, dramatically, and it changes. Uh, and I think that would have a huge impact on, uh, on the people in the waiting room at the ER for a sinus infection, you know, and Kara, I, when you were in ER was, was telemedicine a thing or, or, or the urgent care centers, a thing, it, or is this all kind of new?
1: Not as popular as they, as they are now. And that's when, um, they developed the fast track for patients who were non-emergent. Um, but, um, But now, um, you know, there's these um, urgent care clinics that are more popular that patients can uh, go to for outpatient uh, care. If they can't get into their primary care physician and then they don't have to go to the emergency room because they can have exposure to other things, too, while they're there.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, Andy, you know, you're, you're spot on, you know, and I think that's been the message all along has been you know, stay healthy, take care of yourself so that you can take care of others, you know, and I think if we have that as our North Star, um, we're going to be fine. You know, I think if we, you know, take our vitamins, you know, we're huge on supplementation with the D, zinc, and and C, Um, we're huge on eating well, on getting your exercise, getting your sleep, all these things that are within our control. You know, it's funny, you know, I, you hate to make huge predictions like this would be, but you know if everyone were to really take that seriously, you know you one could imagine that we might not be in the healthcare crisis that we're in now. you know, I, 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 no one can say for sure, but if we all took that type of ownership over our health and and took care of the things that were in our control, I just wonder if the the obesity epidemic would be um gosh, I'm not even sure if you can say an obesity is an epidemic, but so I ignorant on that front, but but um I, I just wonder if it's still there. you know, Fran, do you have anything to 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 add to that what What's your thoughts and and then we'll wrap up?
2: I don't know, I got kind of lost with what you were saying, but um I just wanted to go back to the telemedicine and the UTI to Andy's point, I think, you know, if a woman has had three to five UTIs already in her lifetime and she gets the symptoms, she knows that's a very easy thing to treat. You don't necessarily need to get, you know, a urinalysis unless it doesn't clear up. But the patient know when you've had something multiple times, you know. You're like, oh, this is that same thing again. And um, I think that can easily be treated. If it's a first time thing and you're just guessing, oh, I think I have a UTI because I have all the symptoms my friend has, well, no. Then I think you need to come in and be seen and have a urinalysis. But when it's something you've had a repeated number of times, you know what treatment works for you. That is a very easy thing to treat through telemedicine. Does not need to go to an ER.
0: I think that is a perfect way to, to end this episode, Fran. Um, we're going to, everyone, we're going to, we're going to get going here. I know you guys got things to do and Kara's got patients to see, um, guys, if, if, to the listeners out there, um, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, uh, please do. We're putting our best content up there every single week. We've got four shows. Uh, we've got carb watch, the mid-level show dictations and five at five, which is a Q&A show with Dr. Rogers. Uh, So to check out all that, go to the YouTube channel, Performance Medicine Audio. It's on all your podcast platforms as well as YouTube, and we're posting everything on Instagram and Facebook. Guys, I thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time out to hang out with me and uh, give this valuable information to our listeners. Uh, And as always, we're going to see you guys next week.
1: Thank
2: you. Bye. Thanks.